through sport and through disability sport, you realise that, you know, it's certainly not just you and you just see so many inspiring people. Certainly within a couple of years that you'll have a really strong Welsh team um, ready for the World Cup. You're listening to the Just Ask podcast with James Ledger. Just Ask. Gofynnwch. Just Ask. Hello, Chryso. Uh, Welcome everyone to another hashtag Just Ask podcast brought to you by the National Youth Board of Disability Sport Wales and me, your host, James Ledger. I'm really, really excited for this episode. Uh, we've got a fantastic guest that's come along. Uh, the topic for this show is how has sport helped you? And what we also want to do, we want to hear from you as well. So feel free to drop us a DM through our social media to tell us as well of how a sport helped you, because we love to hear as many stories as possible. Okay, so without further ado, I'm going to introduce my next guest, Gareth Davis, who is the team manager for the Cardiff Blues VI rugby team. And he is also the RNIB Cymru strategic engagement manager. Gareth, how are you? I'm very well, thank you, James. Thank you for having me on. No problem. Thank you for joining us. A pleasure, absolute pleasure. So, Gareth, let's let's get to know you a bit. Let's. Um, so, I know you're visually impaired yourself. I know you acquired your your disability later on in life. How how has your kind of journey through sport and acquiring your disability been? Um, it's been a kind of like an up and down journey, I think, which is probably similar to a lot of people who've acquired. Uh, sight loss a bit later on in life or, or any other disability a bit later on in life. Um, I was actually diagnosed with an eye condition called retina pigmentosa in my late teens, early 20s. Um, but back then it was just a diagnosis because my, my older brother had some issues and it, um, we had some tests and it was, it was identified that the, my, two, my two brothers and I had it. So it didn't really impact me a great deal then. And I, I was playing rugby to sort of quite a high level back then in England, um, where I grew up. Um, it was only really in my late 30s, oh no, sorry, sort of mid-30s that things started to de- deteriorate quite significantly. And I'd kind of like got out of sport then because I had uh, an ACL, ACL um, issue. I, I tore my uh, cruciate ligament playing rugby. Uh, and that kind of like put a bit of an end to my career really. But then six years ago, uh, I'd noticed quite a deterioration in my sight. Uh, and I hadn't been for any tests for a couple of years because the hospital had actually lost my notes, so I didn't get called in for um, any follow-ups. Wow. Uh, yeah, that, that's another story. That's a story <laughs> for another podcast. Um, but that was, so then I went back. Uh, I had some tests at um, UHW in Cardiff, and then I got a letter two weeks later saying, you're now registered blind which came as a bit of a shock, really, because it was something I'd been really worried about for years. And then to receive the news in that way hit me really hard and it had quite a detrimental effect on me. Um, You know, it's a bit of a blow, really, uh, because it's something you fear all your life. As someone who's diagnosed with a sight condition that can lead to blindness, and then to get when you actually get the news, um, it's a bit of a bitter pill to swallow. Um, Uh, so it took a bit of bit of time to to adjust and that's really where sport came in as well did you find you know you 
you lost a bit of confidence trying to play sport because you had a disability? Um, I think what happened with my, with my story is that again, on with, with that diagnosis, my kind of like, my world fell apart. Really, yeah. um, it led to sort of quite a lot of depression, um, sort of a lot of issues uh, in terms of my relationship with my my partner at the time. Um, I was worried about losing my job, uh, so there was just a lot of stuff to process um and i kind of like hit i would say sort of rock bottom i just just made that decision i've got to sort myself out um and i've got to get out of this 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 sort of black period of my life and that's where i got back into sport i you know i've just been watching stuff and reading stuff and about how you know um exercise and, and things like that can really boost your um you know your well-being all around um, absolutely you know so and having been really into sport you know, earlier in my life, I I got back because um, I, I lived by Cardiff Mets, the King Coin campus. So I just ended up joining the um, the gym up there, um, getting into boot camps, doing all sorts of things, and that just really sort of lit. You know, that was the the turning point. Me joining the gym or rejoining the gym, um, and then I I inquired with um, Disability Sport Wales about you know different sports I could do because I really wanted to get back into a team sport, um, but there wasn't really much that floated my boat so to speak um but i ended up doing uh, indoor rowing with a welsh rowing um with welsh rowing at Llandaff rugby club uh, rowing club and that went really well and um i came second in the indoor championships actually and uh, going back a few years and that just sort of just my confidence basically was just growing and growing and growing um uh, which then i'll tell you about shortly it led into the rugby absolutely so I, from your story, you know, it's pretty, I guess it's a life change of thing, especially having, you know, not much sight anyway, but to lose even more, it is hard, isn't it? You know, it's, you kind of like take for granted sometimes how much sight you have. And I think when you lose it, it, it is a, it is a scary thing. And I, I, I can speak for that from a personal level as well. And, and I found that, you know, sport has really kind of, given me the opportunity to even though I have very little sight I'm able to to do something that I love still yeah definitely um I think looking back on it one of the uh, I wouldn't say not an issue that I had but just um a perspective that I had it, it was just me you know I'm the only person yeah. suffering like this you know it, it, it's that sort of you have a and understandably so you have a bit of a pity party going on for a while in your head um, but through sport and through disability sport, you realise that, you know, it's certainly not just you. And you just see so many inspiring people um, around you with, with inspiring stories, just getting on with life and, and getting stuck in. And that really helped, you know, pull, pull me out of where I was and push me forward. Absolutely. And do you feel like, because I, I found this as well, like I didn't meet many other people with a visual impairment until my mid to late teens really so as, as you said it is it can be a very lonely world and what I found when I joined I guess the kind of disability sport world is that I learned so much from others and also we're going to talk about it in a little bit but you're you're involved in a in a team sport now so did you find you know meeting more people with a visual impairment helped you not just in the sporting context, but did you find it helped you in everyday life as well? Oh, absolutely, yeah, definitely. Um, and that's particularly the case with, with within 
VI rugby, visually impaired rugby. Um, it's an it's an opportunity. We, I, none of us sort of I don't think really see ourselves as a group of blind or visually impaired people, but we all have that. In, we all have sight loss in common, um, and it's where it's also um, a place where you can share those stories and share those concerns, but also find solutions from other people's experiences. Um, and I think what's good about the rugby as well is that there's people in different parts of their journey into sight loss, you know, so we can, we, we just, you know, it's a very supportive um, environment to be in. That's, that's awesome. And I, I think it's, that's a perfect time to, to go on to it. And I, I'm probably, I'm not going to mention the, the rugby last weekend either. Um, as, as <laughs> it was a very interesting match between uh, England and Wales, wasn't it? It was. Um... <laughs> Yeah, it certainly sort of had its talking points. <laughs> definitely, definitely. But, um, okay, yeah, so you are team manager for the VI Cardiff Rug- uh, Cardiff Blues rugby team. But you also, I, I know because I've, I've read up in you and I've had conversations with you in the past, you've you've done a bit of travelling with rugby as well, haven't you? Yes, I have, yeah. Um, I think it's just over eight, well, 18 months ago, I was actually playing in Japan. Um, as part of the Rugby World Cup uh, Festival, um, I played for the England visually impaired team. Um, and we had three test matches against the Japanese uh, team out there in Tokyo. So that was that was an you know, absolutely incredible experience. Amazing experience, definitely. And being out there, I guess, when the World Cup was on, I bet the, the atmosphere and was, was incredible. It, it absolutely was. It was. And I think, you know, it's... It, it's well, certainly probably for me, it's a once in a lifetime experience. Hopefully for a lot of the guys, you know, in the Blues and in other VI teams, they'll have the opportunity to go to many more and play in many more World Cups. But I felt particularly lucky for it to be in Japan because of it's a place that you don't really go to like on holiday or anything like that because it's so far away. Mm. Um, and the people there, the Japanese people are just the, the kindest uh, group of people I've ever come across. So it's just an incredible experience. That's awesome. So... Yeah, VI Rugby. So for everyone listening who has never heard of VI Rugby before, uh, t- tell us what is it? What is what is adapted? What is different about the game of rugby? Okay, well, um, I think the beauty of visually impaired rugby is that it's extremely close to um, the, the mainstream game. Uh, and it was designed specifically with that in mind to be as close to mainstream rugby as possible. The differences are um, is that we play sevens, which which again is a mainstream format of rugby. So, but it's no it's non-contact. So there's no tackling, uh, and the scrums and the lineouts are passive. So there's no pushing or anything like that. Um, and that is pretty much the only difference. Um, a, a ball has been developed that has uh, a, like an audio element to it, so you can hear it a bit better. Um, but to be honest, when you're running around and there's so much shouting and, and stuff going on on the pitch, that's that doesn't really come into play. Um, but the beautiful thing, James, is that it's really close to the to the the game that um, is mainstream in Wales and around the world. And that's awesome to hear. And I I feel like we we champion in that you don't have to rip up the form book, the rip up the the, the manual to to adapt and in, include everyone in the sport. And I think that's a fantastic example of minor changes that help so many people to take part in 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 a great sport you know well absolutely you know i um grew up i see myself you know part of my identity as a rugby player 
And when I was looking to get back into sport, as I said, back, you know, not long after my um, my registration of being blind, I couldn't find a team sport that really floated my boat. Mm. Um, so to have VI rugby now um, available to anybody in Wales, um, it's just such a, a wonderful thing. And it's there for people who haven't even lost their sight yet. I think that's a really important thing that is there to help people to accept sight loss, uh, perhaps a bit quicker than the people like myself did. So, um, so yeah, it's it's rugby. It really is just rugby on a pitch, <laughs> you awesome. know, played, played by people who see differently. I love that. Love that. I think I have to clip that quote. <laughs> um, I guess for the sport as well. I think communication must be a huge part of it as well. Like, is it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's a huge part in any team sport. Yeah, uh, of course. Yeah an elite level um but even more so for us um and i think again you know that that helps develop the camaraderie because you are reliant on, on your teammates quite often sort of you know to, to tell you where you are on the pitch or you, you might be just a bit offside or to you know come back um i think also one slight not difference but one thing that i've seen is that the referee plays a much bigger part um in visually impaired rugby he, he or she communicates a lot more with the players even more so than mainstream rugby just to help guide you effectively and keep you on side um so communication is absolutely huge huge I part think, i think england might have needed that as well the weekend didn't they and one of the interesting things when we were when we were developing um vi rugby at the, at the blues or cardiff rugby as it be called from the um first of august that we we met with the, the chief exec down there and just conversation. It was, it was nothing formal, uh, but we were saying to him that, you know, we've got a lot to offer your elite teams in terms of doing a training session where your players are wearing SIM specs because it really does hone your communication skills. And as I said earlier, communication is important in, in elite sport anyway. So we also want to give back to the club as well as, you know, be supported by it. That's fantastic. Is the Cardiff Blues the, the only club in Wales at the minute or is it expanding? It's expanding. Um, this week, the Ospreys have um, said that they're going to be developing a club uh, or a team, sorry, uh, and they'll, look, they'll, they'll be doing that over this summer. Um, there's also um, plans in place. for the, Well, we were also, I must say, really lucky in Wales to have the WRU behind us to have a, a home union supporting you uh, and encouraging you uh, and working with you to develop the game. We're, we're in an incredibly lucky position. So there are um, plans, I believe, for another team up in North Wales as, as well, um, based in the sort of Wrexham area, but that's all to be confirmed. But the plan is to have three teams in Wales. That'd be great. And only that, that strength and depth then across Wales to, to hopefully eventually have a, have a national team, I guess, isn't it? Definitely. Um, I mean, my view on that is that I think, you know, in, within certainly within a couple of years, that you'll have a really strong Welsh team um, ready for the World Cup that's been pushed back a year to 2022, um, so 2023 in France. Um, and I know that there are plans in place to have uh, a number of international VI teams playing out there. That'd be amazing. And it, again, it's, it's just... For me, it's just it highlights a perfect example of how how slight adaptations can can really really make a difference. And really, like yourself, obviously, you loved rugby before 
you acquired your disability and you know you're able to play it now like like anyone else you know and, and that's what I love to see and that's what I think disability sport Wales and what you're doing for the sport of VR rugby is is so good and it's so amazing to see that you are providing so much opportunity for people with sight loss to to take part in the sport a new sport or a sport that they they love I was going to say as well um you know VR rugby is also a, a mixed sport so in terms of gender um and what a lot of the players have said is that because of their sight loss when they were in school they couldn't really engage in, in rugby because mm-hmm. either they didn't feel confident or there was a lot of you know stereotyping going on um or people you know worrying that a blind person or someone with sight loss shouldn't play rugby even if they wanted to it's just an opportunity for people to to really sort of get into the sport that they've always wanted to to try or to just to give it a go you know so it's it, and as you say it's so close to the real thing it literally um I, I don't know if it's the same with you but um in your sport it's not it's how the sport feels and how it's even how it smells uh and the sounds it is so close to the to the real game it's just a beautiful thing to be involved in yeah and i think you're you're right there and i think what i love about about my sport and i'm sure you say the same is that when i'm on the track and when you're on the pitch that there's there's no such thing as a, as me having a disability i'm free I'm doing what I love, and that's and that's all that matters. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know what? When we're on the pitch, we're rugby players. We're absolutely, not, we're not people who've got sight loss. And in fact, when I think about it, that's the only window of time during your your week or or, you, or whenever that that is the case. The rest of the time, you be using technology that's got accessible functions, or you might be using you know some sort of cane when you're out and about. So there's always a bit, you know, that element of sight loss right in front of you. But when you're on that pitch, you're a rugby player, like the guys who were playing last weekend or like, you know, women's teams playing in different parts of Wales or youth teams playing. You're a rugby player and it's just, you're yourself. That's fantastic. Gareth, no, it's, it's so evident about you know, how sport has kind of really helped you and, 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 and your life and, and really kind of... I, I can see it from your from your voice that you have such a passion for sport now because of what sport has done for you, I feel. And I think that's, you know, why you were you were nominated for the Inspiring My Journey Award from Disability Sport Wales. Yeah, that was, um, you know, that's been a, just a, a fantastic thing to happen, you know, um, just to get the nomination, you know, is, is, a, is a superb thing. You know, something I never thought even that would, would, would happen. And um and it really is, I think, you know, very much with that specific award, it's about the people that have supported me as well to to be doing this. Um, and that's very much about the, the Cardiff Blues themselves as a club uh, and the coaching staff that they um, have put in place for us. Uh, and just really, they've genuinely brought visually the visually impaired rugby team into the into the Cardiff Blues we're as much a, a team as any any of the academy teams and the women's teams the elite teams uh, and we feel that and that's just such a privileged position to be in it's incredible oh, a, a huge congratulations from from me personally and and everyone at the Disability Sport Wales and the National Youth Board because you know I think definitely people listening to this to this podcast will will hear your passion and hear what you've done for 
for the sport of, of VI rugby and you, re- you really are a, a champion of the sport and um, I hope to to see it grow grow and grow and grow and, and who knows I guess where where it will lead some exciting times well my aim is to be um, the first visually impaired coach um, for the Welsh team um, to, and just to, you know this for me this is a long to lifelong thing um, and like you say who knows where this will take and and who knows when you hang your spikes up, James? You'll have to come and join us. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, and I, I mean, we had a conversation the other day, didn't we? About uh, me, I'll, I'll pop down and maybe we'll do a do a speed session. At, That'd be uh, great. At, That'd be great. At, what? Um, just sort of touch on that on that point. Um, how have you guys found? Obviously, you know our, our current circumstances of be, being in a pandemic. Like, what have you guys been doing? We we we've had a couple a couple of podcasts in the past about. Uh, Zoom, Zoom coaching sessions, etc. What What have you guys been up to while you're un- being in, unable to be on the pitch? Um, well, importantly, we've we've kept in touch. Um, that connection is is really strong um, within the the Blues team. Um, individually, we've been doing different training um, routines and different. It's gone through phases of being really engaged in it, and then you know I think some people, including myself, you know you've had peaks and troughs. Of, um, of of motivation, um, but we've been doing our own things. Really, we've not been able to get together as a team at all um, because of the restrictions. Um, but the main thing is that we've been keeping together, having regular Zooms. You know, our WhatsApp group is always pinging, um, and we're just chomping at the bit to to get back out there when we can. Amazing. Hopefully, that's sooner rather than later. Because as I said, it sounds like some some really exciting, fantastic things going on. What uh, what is what are the social media handles so people can listening can can follow uh, VI Cardiff Blues? Okay, so it's at the VI Blues, uh, and that's the, that's the, really it's just Twitter is the main um, the main source uh, of our social media. Awesome. So yeah, anyone listening that would love to take part in in a, what sounds like an incredibly fantastic sport, check out that uh, Twitter handle and. Do you want to say your personal Twitter handle as well, Gareth? Yeah, bear with me. I'm just going to double check I get it right because I don't want to <laughs> the wrong. Um, yeah, so yeah, so the, uh, the the Blues Twitter handle is um, at the Blues Vi Rugby. Fantastic. And my own personal one uh, is I'm going to tell you now. It's G Blind Lad. Fantastic. I love I said, it. I love it. I said that when I was much younger. <laughs> No, that's awesome. No, Gareth, I, I really, really appreciate your time and, and I thank you so much for coming on and a huge congratulations on the nomination for the Inspiring My Journey Award. Um, hopefully, with, I'll, I'm sure I'll speak to you soon anyway because we, we have a, a few little other projects going on like the Please Give Me Space campaign and, and, and things like that. So, yeah, yeah a, few, a few exciting stuff coming up. So, um, thank you so much for, for coming on the show. No, uh, thank you very much for inviting me. And if anybody who listens... Um, or you know, parents, friends, know people who are interested, come to Cardiff Arms Park um, when we're allowed to every Tuesday uh, at six pm. Um, we play and train on the main pitch there in the in the, the stadium. Um, and if people are cons- you know a bit anxious about finding it, we'll meet you at a, a train station. We'll do whatever we can just to to support you getting to and from the ground. That's amazing. Thank you so much. So yeah, as Gareth just said, make sure if you are interested. Just drop them a message, and they'll make sure you're able to to take part in a in a fantastic sport of visually impaired rugby. 
Oh, what a show. I know for, for me, it was fantastic listening to Gareth about his passion and, and how sport has helped him. And as I said at the start of the show, make sure to DM us with, with your experiences of sport and, and tell us how sport has helped you as well on your journey. Thank you for listening to another incredible podcast. We'll see you on the next hashtag Just That Podcast. Just ask. Governor. Just ask.